turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, today I want to give you part two of the message, Rejoice, a Light Has Dawned. We're talking about allowing God to lead and to guide our life. The first thing we're going to talk about is fear can freeze your life. And God wants to guide you on the path of peace. I love Zachariah because he talks about a light has dawned. And, you know, when Jesus came to earth, his light is there. It's his light is in your heart. It's to shine into all the decisions of your life. And we're going to talk about that and how to keep fear from freezing you and how we could even surrender our emotions to God this week. So here's a message. Part two, rejoice. The light has dawned given at the church next door. I'm Jennifer Jackson. You're listening to simply for women. I hope you enjoy this wonderful message. And then as always, we'll have a testimony and story time. Here we go. I was talking to my mother-in-law on the phone. She's 87. She may be 88. I'm not sure, but she's in her late eighties and she is my absolute best friend. I tell Doyle that a lot. I said, my favorite thing to do in my week is to talk to Betty. And she's been probably my best friend since we got married. And I was talking to her recently and I said, mom, you have to tell me that story again about the time that Lydia Prince, Lydia Prince was a missionary's wife. She was a missionary herself, but she was uh, Derek Prince's wife, a famous Bible teacher, pastor's wife. And one time they were visiting in the Jackson's home. They had spent the night there. And she said to Betty, I will not pray for you until you rid yourself of that fear. And, and that's all I could remember about the story. So I was like, Mom, why did that, like, that sounds so mean. You know, why did she say that? Tell me more. And, and so Mom told me this week, she said, well, I had had uh, breast cancer and God had miraculously healed me. It was incredible. And then several years later, I had signs of it in my body and I was absolutely frozen with fear. And when Lydia came, I said, won't you pray for me? And she said, no, not until you get rid of that fear. Then I'll pray for you. And I said, why did she say that? And she said, because I had to go back and spend time with the Lord until I chose I would not be afraid, that I would trust him. I had to make a determination. And what Lydia knew was, it'll just come back. And it'll just come back and come back and come back unless I make that determination. So Betty spent that time with the Lord. And then Lydia did pray for her. And she said, I was never afraid again. And the cancer never showed a sign again after she was that. And so maybe today, yeah, I know, it's so good. (laughs) And maybe God wants to deliver you today of a fear. Because Jesus said, don't be afraid. You know, they're in the boat, 
in Matthew 8, and Jesus reprimanded them. (laughs) A lot like Lydia. She reprimanded her. Uh, Why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? Then he stood and rebuked the storm, saying, be still. And instantly, it became perfectly calm. You know, they had needless fear. His power was unrealized, those in the boat. And when you place Jesus inside the boat of your heart, the fear will go. And so today, let's identify the fear and let it go. We're going to put our faith in Jesus. That's a gift. And then Mary and Joseph, I love them because the light really shined into their life. You know, uh, God gave them direction as a family. And if you don't have a family, ask God for a surrogate family. He can give you a church family. He can give you a piece of a family. And it may not be an actual blood relative, but he always provides family for us. You know, my kids think that Grandma Patton's green beans are the real green beans <laughs> because in Columbus, she was their Columbus grandma. And so you can have that surrogate family. I just want you to know that. If you feel alone today, ask the Lord for that. But Mary and Joseph are a prime example. And if you need help in your family, read their story and dig into their story because they really had direction from God. I love this verse in Micah 5.2 because when you read Luke 2, it's referring back to Micah who prophesied about Jesus coming. Let's look at it. In Micah 5.2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from old and from ancient times. And here's Jesus. This is Jesus. He will stand. He will shepherd his flock. That's us. In the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord is God, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace when the Assyrians invade our land. (laughs) Wow. You know, he came to this humble, ordinary town, small town, regular people. That's who he came to, and that's he comes to us. You don't have to be anything fancy to have Jesus in your life. So he was present with Mary and Joseph. They were in this together. I love that about them because they, from the very beginning, actually, I just want to read you it. I'm getting ahead, I know, but I, I just feel like, okay, Matthew 1, 9 Matthew 1.19, it says this, but it's not in your notes. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, love that, and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to them in a dream and said to Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will cleanse the people from their sins. Love it. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife, and he had no union with her until they gave birth to the son. Wow. 
you know, as a couple, they had instructions. I love that Mary was pure. We know that Mary was pure, but Joseph was equally pure. He was a righteous man. They had no union until after the baby was born. He did what was commanded. I respect Joseph so much. What an incredible man of God. And, you know, he must have known the Old Testament scriptures. And that is one of the ways that you are going to know if God is guiding your life. You have to know the truth. You have to know the scripture. And this may be the year that you determine, yes, I will finally, for real, read my Bible. Because, you know, if you have a $100 bill and you only look at at the, the real $100 bill, you will always know what the counterfeit is. You will always know. And Joseph knew the scriptures. He would have known Micah. He would have known Isaiah. He would have known that one day Jesus was coming. And Mary knew the scriptures. She prayed for her nation. Mary prayed for Israel. Mary, in her prayer, she mentions Abraham. They knew the scriptures. And we need to know the scriptures because we want God to guide us on the right path. And that's why it's so important is to take scripture and tuck them into your heart. So Mary and Joseph, you know, they were present together and and they, they worked together. If you have a family, this is the time to pull together. Uh, they had purpose. They leaned into the light with the right response. <laughs> Isn't that the thing? You know, really, it, it seems romantic, but it wasn't. I mean, Mary brought to Joseph this crazy story. I mean, no, no big tale like that had ever been told, right? I mean, you, can you imagine when she said, well, this is how I got pregnant? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, that's a tale. And yet he listened. And I think that when you are in a family, you have to stick together. When you have a family, listen to one another. You are in this together. And they had some sort of this deep commitment. And then, you know, Mary hurries to Elizabeth's house, Elizabeth's house the pastor's wife. I love her. And she, she was there in seclusion. She quieted herself. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe God is asking you to do that. Maybe that's that yellow light. And, and you've just been on green, green, green. But Mary hurried. It says she hurried to Elizabeth's house and stayed there for several months. And that's what we have to do. We have to quiet ourselves so we can hear the Lord. We have to spend that time with people that are for us. That was a safe place. Who is a safe place for you? Who can you go and talk to? Who can you go and share with? That's what Mary did, and Joseph was all for it. So they leaned into the light with the right response. Isaiah 9-2. The people who walked in darkness have seen A great light. Those who dwelt in the land in the shadow of death upon them, a light has shined. Plan. They got a plan. And when you spend that time with the Lord, he will give you the plan. When it's a yes, I believe he will give you the details. He didn't just leave them without an actual plan. So ask the Lord for the direction and then ask him for the plan. You know, Herod was a really mean guy. But he hadn't decided to kill all the babies just yet. 
But when the wise men came to Herod, and the wise men get there and tell him, oh, we heard about the birth of this baby, then Herod's like, <laughs> going to kill them all, age under, two and under. How horrible. What an evil man. And so Joseph had to have the wisdom. He had to have the discernment because he could only rely on that and on God. He couldn't depend on the government. He couldn't depend on the leaders. He had to depend on God in that moment. And he went to Egypt. I mean, when you're in Israel, it's the land of milk and honey. You don't just want to go to Egypt. Israel's awesome. He went to Egypt. And then from Egypt, where did he go? He didn't come back to Bethlehem. No. He came back to Nazareth two years later. Why did he do that? Because he had direction from God. He's righteous. He knows scripture. He's listening. And God is speaking to him. God is speaking to him in dreams. God is speaking to him through angelic voices. And can God do that today? Can God speak to you in a dream today? Yes, he can. He can. But you better know the truth or you could get off course. You better be righteous or you could get off course course. This is why we need the forgiveness of our sins, so we can walk before the Lord, so we can give Him all the details of our life. What decision do you need to hand to the Lord? What guidance do you need from Him? Begin to ask Him and invite Him into that. 